For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Friday morning episode and we're recording on a Friday morning for mm. once. So there you go. Um, for the uh, archivists. You having a nice drink there, Sam? Have you been exercising this I'm, morning? I'm not drinking. I'm hydrating. Sorry, hydrating. Very different. Yeah. It's more professional. It's more adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do you just like? What is there a different method? Of yeah, it's different method than when you're having a drink. I, I use different just, organs. Do you just pour it straight down your neck or? I I activate all sorts of, of different organs, and refresh them. Plur- organs plural. Yeah, yeah, it goes down through the throat, which yes is an organ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, as as we discussed recently in our discussions about the human anatomy, the first organ it meets when it exits the throat is of course the liver which rests just at the foot of your throat right yes and and then it goes through it processes it it hydrates the liver and then much mm. like a coffee percolator it drips into the heart okay yeah. the heart needs Fires constant up, like, hydration it's like like a steam train when you put coal into the furnace That's it's like that like, yeah. so then so then the the um this is sort of yeah. It, well, it steam yeah. It steam powers the heart. The heart starts ch- mm. chugging uh, moisture and hydration into the lungs. Mm. Of course, it's the lungs that pump the blood through the veins to the mm. all the way down to the knees and feet. And um, yeah, I have in answer to your question, I've been running this morning, and so the knees You're and right. feet need the hydration to be transported be from the lungs down through the body and that is the process you can't see it now but it's happening and that's different whereas if i was having a drink it would just be like swill it around my mouth taste it nicely and then it just maybe, goes straight to the tummy maybe you'd spit it out like like a wine tasting maybe but usually it, it heads yeah. straight so usually i have a tasty drink and it heads straight down to my tummy tumpkin and it sits there for a while before Sammy's i need to piss it out very can different episode can, can, can we call it sam's tummy Sammy's tumpkin, tumpkin? Mm. Mm. I'm gonna write that down because I forget it. That's good. Uh, do you did you start that thing where you know you'd you'd eat something and you'd or or drink something and you'd kind of choke a little bit on it. It would, <laughs> it would go down wrong, and your your parents would say, oh, "Don't worry, it's gone down the wrong way." Yeah, and that made you that, think. That... I always thought that there was sort of two tubes, two, two and pipes. There was, there, was, yeah. there was a pipe for liquid. And there was yes. a pipe for food, and sometimes exactly. you'd accidentally swallow your sandwich, exactly. a bite of your sandwich yeah. down the drinks pipe. Down the drink pipe. That's what we to do. That, yeah, exactly mm. the same. I'm sure we all we all thought that if we were. Well, it's like that I don't want to be crude, but you know, with ladies, fannies, oh. <laughs> there oh. is there's more. No, there is more than one a whole pipe. There is. And uh, there's really? just no way around that. And I know that's disgusting, but you think about it, mate. Right, there's right. one mm-hmm. that is used for 
intercourse if they partake in intercourse um, yeah. and giving birth out of and all. Mm-hmm. And then there's a wee hole too, so. Wow. Yeah. What about poo? That's round the back. Mate, come Same on. I needn't tell you milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner chocolates made. I'm not going to have to go. These are the basics. I got an F in GCSE biology. Uh, my mm. daughter's thinking of doing A-level biology. She likes it so much. Wow. I'm amazed. Wow. I uh, and, and quite proud but it was by a mile my biggest failure uh mm. it was it was like literally to get i re- i don't think i fucking got almost a single answer right i mean i don't know what right. i was doing for two fucking years in that like well i know what i was doing i was dicking around mm. well i remember once in biology we were, we were dissecting a calf's liver mm. Um, and somebody took a small piece of it and <laughs> threw it up directly onto the ceiling tile where it became affixed. Lovely. And it stayed there for weeks. Yeah. Nobody noticed. It was up there for weeks. So a calf's liver is quite sticky. Well, that's I'm what saying. you learned. That's, so what, that's in, what I've taken from biology. I hope you wrote that down in your exam. Yeah, put that at the top next to my name. Yeah. <laughs> that was like on the on my mum's ceiling when we were kids there was the outline of a potato that had stuck. I don't know whether the... <laughs> now, here's an interesting... I don't know if a potato was boiled or roasted. I suspect it must right. have been roasted because that would have been st- a stickier potato. That said, the incident that left the potato on the ceiling was definitely midweek. And as, you know, who has roasties midweek, mate? It's just Curious. not done. Yeah, I mean, mm. what kind of a life were we living if we had roast potatoes <laughs> midweek? Who were we? The royal family. <laughs> You know the Royals, they probably do have roast potatoes every night of the week, don't they? Of course they, they do. The fucking we have a cunts. Sunday dinner every night. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking... That's it for each other. What is the best thing about being a Royal? Good question. I would have to say the fact... Not a lot of people know us, but we have full roast with all the trimmings every night of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Sunday Wednesday, dinner. Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And some people say, doesn't that make it less special on a Sunday? And I say, no, because on Sunday we have extra trimmings and oh, choice of three puds. And also, pro cocktail starter. <laughs> like, so basically a Christmas dinner every Sunday. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what potato it was, and I will ask my mum later, but I've told this story before, but my, my, my brother Don was working at the post office and uh, up in, in the West Central sorting office, the biggest sorting office in the, in the centre of town. And my brother, Cass, they both left school. Whereabouts, bo- in, whereabouts is that in London? Charing Crossway. I don't oh, know right. if it's still even there. Right. There's uh, a big one at Farringdon I've gone past before, yeah, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes he might have worked at that one too. Um, But the Farringdon anyway. one, I think, is still there. It's near Gray's Inn Road, yeah. But anyway... He was working there and he had to work shifts and he was about, I guess, seven, 17, 18 and, and Cass was about 15 or 16 and like Cass, they're both less gone. Dom had got this job at the post office and was earning, but Cass was just like on the dole and he was sitting right. around smoking weed all day on the sofa and just like Looking hanging out with door. our, hanging yeah. out with our cat Butch. Who he had to like? It's what it's what it's what you call doll play. Yeah, it was doll play. Just him and this fucking cat, and the cat was like him. You know when, like people 
turn into their pets or vice versa. The cat was a fucking raggedy layabout too. And he'd just sit and he'd just eat fucking his cereal and smoke weed and watch fucking daytime telly. I know what you're thinking. It sounds great. And it was. But Dom resented (laughs) it because he'd come home in the pouring rain having been pounding the streets delivering fucking mail all day, right? And he'd come in and he'd go, look at the state of you, you absolute fucking slob. You ought to be fucking ashamed of. And he would come and he would just shame him. He would just enter. He'd be angry and tired. Like like Norman Tebbett, almost. He was like that, yeah. Get he'd on be your a, bike he'd be and an angry, He'd be angry and tired, and the more angry and tired he became, the more right-wing he became. It's co- <laughs> common in lots of people. We all, when we get tired, feel ourselves going a bit right-wing, right? And, and uh, he'd, go, he'd go, fuck, you know, you were, you were in the same position you were when I went out this morning. It's fucking disgusting, da-da-da. And Cass would just sit there, sort of monged in a light. In a, in a stone state and just fucking take it. Just take it like a human sponge, right? And I would observe this. I'd be there playing with the old Star Wars figures on the carpet, wouldn't I? Observing this whole thing and thinking, ah, oh, that's interesting. Interesting little uh, illustration of uh, older adult life, young adulthood. So I've got to look forward here. to. I've got a, years, yeah. two, parts, two parts ahead of me. Which one am I going to choose, <laughs> right? And uh, I, tell. But I did think... Fucking hell, he's, he's, he, this is this is not nice. Cass is fucking taking a lot of shit here. And one night, whilst Don was in, like, working himself into a frenzy, because he's got a bit of a frenzy temper, and he worked himself up and up and up into a fucking mad frenzy as usual. Same old fucking routine. You're a fucking layabout. When are you going to start paying your way? Blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, very slowly, and Don didn't even notice because he was so distracted in his own sort of Joseph Stalin-esque rage. Cass was eating his dinner, right, that had probably been served to him on the sofa by my mum, and he very slowly started to rise to his feet like he'd had enough. And Dom didn't even notice at first because he was like a sloth, and it went so slowly it was almost imperceptible. And before Dom knew what was happening, he'd suddenly raised his dinner plate above his head and fucking smashed his whole dinner over Dom's head. Right? Smash! <laughs> Mid rant. Dom's going, I'll tell you another thing. There! Fucking whack! Have that, you cunt! And the fucking food went everywhere. And somehow, and I know it doesn't sound like it conforms to the rules of physics. I'm not a scientist. But what I can tell you is, obviously, there was a huge melee. Fucking absolute fowder situation after that. I need hardly tell you. But the upshot was afterwards, there was a potato stuck to the ceiling. Wow. Yeah. And that potato stayed there for many weeks. And when it eventually fell, Mm. the outline, it it sort of, it sort of left a kind of a a potato, a potato stain, mate. It was the only way. And that potato stain remained there for years. And it wasn't probably until like at least 10 years later when fucking Rumpelstiltskin moved in and we all moved out that he probably mm. gave the place a lick of paint. Yeah. He would have gone, what's this stain on the ceiling, darling? It's a fucking spud mark, obviously, from where one of my kids smashed a plate over the other one's head. <laughs> Get fucking painting and stop asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> Which he did. And he well, very well. his ladders as well, wouldn't he? You are. 
He'll have to get his ladders as well. Yeah, he'll have to fucking get his ladders out and get up and paint over the potato stain. Quite symbolic, really, because he turned up and, you know, covered up so many marks and bruises from the past. (laughs) But it was always there. And it's horrible when brothers fight. Yeah. And and when after it's happened, it's like a trauma and you don't, you try not to think or talk about it ever again. But the stain was always there, the potato stain. Mm. And like I say, how, how what kind of potato could be that sticky? And I just keep well, coming back to roasty, and that is the mm. that's the flaw in this story. I, I kind of think a roasty. It was midweek. Would would a boiled potato not be kind of Buttered. full of water? Yeah, so it'd be slippery, wouldn't it? And it would be, it would also be sticky though, wouldn't it? Oh, because of the starch. Yeah, starch is sticky, isn't yeah. it? That seems more plausible than a roasty. Because a yeah. roasty has kind of got a bit of crispy exterior, hasn't it? Yeah. Which but wouldn't the fat, make it very I'm thinking pliable. The, the fat is, if it was, not if it was an untouched roasty, but if it was a roasty that had already been tucked been into, off. so the soft yeah. bit that had fat in it stuck to the ceiling. Yeah. But the crispy be. exterior, no, you're right, that wouldn't have been able to stick. But the, I'm also thinking, what about a, a boiled potato that was smothered in butter? Or mm. it being the 80s, more likely, yeah. flora margarine. There's, there's that as well. Yeah, could be. I don't know, maybe we can recreate <laughs> I, I've this. I've smothered can... that in a bit of stalk. <laughs> we could maybe rent an Airbnb place and recreate it. Yeah. Using their ceiling, with the permission, of course, of the owner. Mm. And then um, paint over it. or get, get Rod McDonald to come paint over it at the end. <laughs> All right, so well, recreate it in full. Come round to this Airbnb and give it a paint, will ya? I'm sorry, you fucking heard. I texted you the address. Now get a fucking shift on, you cunt. It's in fucking <laughs> Crawley. Bring Be your, there, nine o'clock. Bring your fucking ladders. Because <laughs> you're that fucking small, you won't be able to fucking reach if not. <laughs> oh, very well. Uh, um, I forgot how we got onto that. What were we on about? Uh, things stuck to the ceiling. Oh, a bit things of liver. Stuck- a bit of liver stuck yeah, on the ceiling. Biology, biology, Just biology. It? Yeah. Everything comes back the, to biology, doesn't it? Biology. I tell you what else hey, I wanted to talk about though. Uh, uh, sticks. I want to talk about sticks because since right. I've been walking the dog, it's been. I mean, you know, and I think you're the same as me. I love sticks. I'm a. I'm a stick man. I love. I, love I absolutely love sticks. Um, and like most blokes, I'm always my whole life on the lookout for the perfect stick. I've got yeah. a picture of it in my head. It's mm-hmm. hard to explain, but it's a perfect stick like you might see drawn in a cartoon. It's yeah. it's about 30 centimetres, no, more like 20, 25 centimetres long. Yeah. Um, thickish, like about mm-hmm. maybe a centimetre and a half in diameter. Yeah. Has it got any sub-sticks coming out of it? No, all it's got is one knobble. A knobble. One knobble. Right. Um, yeah. just a left of centre right mm. and it it's, it is mainly barked there's not there's a few little bits of bark missing but it's mainly fully barked and it has How a heavy? slight slight greenish mossy tinge in parts right, okay. only a slight and weight wise I'm not very good at weights but I'm going to say hmm Let's think don't, don't don't say don't say if you're not good at weight. I don't want you. To, I don't want to put you under that pressure. But I'm always on the lookout for great sticks, and 
Um, I got it's going to be a throwing stick, isn't it? Yeah, I got my son into sticks at an early age because there's a little stream and we go down and, you know, chuck sticks. I thought you were going to say there's a little stick club. No, well, it sort of was like a stick club because, like, we used to go down to the... We still do sometimes. When he was younger, if he was bored or whatever, I'd go, do you want to go down and do some stick throwing? And they'd go, yeah. And we'd just go and we would just find sticks and just fucking lob them <clears> continually <throat> into this stream. We could do it for, like, an hour, right? And... um and one time I chucked a massive log, like a huge log, and someone came up and fucking had a go at me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they were yeah. like, you can't, look, that's a little stream, you're going to cre- create a dam. And I was like, well, so be it. I was just too that's tempted. Nature. I was like this, did you see the fucking splash it made, you cunt? And they're going, yeah. yes, that sort of alerted me to it. And yeah, I was like, yeah, but I came running. it was brilliant. It was fucking superb. Yeah. But they weren't having it. So anyway, yeah, but, their arg- their argument would be that you, what you're doing is tampering with nature because that log wouldn't yeah. normally have ended up in that. St- but yeah. you are part of nature. I'm part. You're of an na- animal. Yeah, yeah, I'm part of nature too. I'm a fucking mammal. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be complaining if a beaver had done it. What's the difference between me and a beaver? If 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 a robot had thrown the log into the stream, then no. that, fair enough. That's interfering that's with nature. That's where we draw a line, or a machine. Robots are unnatural. Yeah, or a, a machine. You're, you're, you're an animal. I'm a mammal like any other. Yeah. Um, but the stick situation now that I've got a dog is great because you're constantly looking for the perfect throwing stick. And I did yeah. find a really it, good stick this morning, but I forgot to take a picture of it. I'm going to try right. to. But yeah, I mean, I just. I mean, are you always on the lookout for good stick? Does Oscar like a stick? No, Oscar. Oscar's not no time for sticks whatsoever. What happens if you brandish a stick at him? Not interested. I mean, the idea of fetching a stick is just—is <laughs> it alien, alien to him. completely <laughs> alien to him? Also, it's the same with um, uh, a ball. I've thrown balls for him, and he's not interested. Does he, he, he just look at you football. as if to say, "What the fuck do you expect me to do with that?" Yeah. He's got a small football which he he plays fetch with. Oh, that's but all right. It's then. soft. It's soft, and he can get it in his mouth. But like a tennis ball, he just can't get that into his stupid little mouth. So it's just you know non-starter. Yeah, it's another reason why he's a dysfunctional dog. Yeah, that's but, a shame. You know, that, you know I feel bad for him. He's missing yeah. out on what I call hashtag stick life. Stick play. Stick play. Yeah, but there you go. There was a there was a. Um, I think in, there was a news story in London about four years ago, five years ago. And it was about a, a trendy florist's or homeware shop in, I think, Clapham, which is a sort right. of, you know, like parts of it are quite sort of posh. And uh, and they were selling sticks for like mm. something like 15 quid. And they a were, collection of sticks. They were just sticks, right? And the paper, mm. one of the papers got hold of it and were like, this is the world's gone mad. You know, mm. trendy fucking hipster shop sells sticks for 15 quid. And I think we we definitely covered it on um, the now rested news thing. And we also right. did quite a lot of it on the radio. Because you know what shows, like stories like that, it's like the fucking when vegan oh, sausage yeah. rolls. It's just like slow yeah. news day. Everyone's debating yeah. about this stick. And I knew that my expected position was, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Sticks for 15 Love's quid. Bad. Sticks, fucking, sticks belong get, to everyone. Get, get that fucking northerner on who done that get in the sea book. He'll yeah. kick off a bell. He'll be fucking fuming about this, right? I knew that, I knew deep down that was what was supposed to be my position, but secretly I was just thinking, 
that's a fucking great stick. And it's 50, stick. I would pay 15 yeah. quid for a really, if it was just, not any old stick, but they'd obviously sent a stick expert out. to. They were yeah. curating sticks, Andy. Still, I was going to use the word create, curated myself. They're not the just fucking collecting any curated, old yeah. stick or tweet. Yeah. They curated sticks. It was a very good stick. And part of me thought, well, hang on a minute. A- hang on. Whoa, everyone slow down. No one complains when we pay for flowers. Exactly. You can buy What's a bouquet difference? of flowers for 50 quid. Right, and mm. people don't fucking bat an eyelid at that, especially if it's a special occasion like your man's birthday or a funeral, right? But uh, it's a stick. What's the difference? It's snobbery. It's nature. Oh, it's still nature. It still grows. Technically, the flowers should be everyone's, right? Mm. But we're willing to pay because someone's taking the time to seek out the good flowers, right? Cut them, make them look nice, and arrange them. Well, it's mm-hmm. the same as stick. So, I, uh, you know. I think I might have gone along with the old, ah, oh, sticks are 15 quid, people are so thick, ah, oh, it's gone ridiculous. But actually, I thought, no, I, I, can't, I know I can't come out and say it because I'll be judged for it, but that stick yeah. is worth every penny. Good, good for you. Mm. Stick to your beliefs, if you like. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I, I thought something the other day which has disappeared from our lives, mm. which is something disappears from your life when you become what we are, which is adult motorists, mm. right? <laughs> adult motorists. Adult motorists and Andy Dawson. Adult motorists, aren't yeah. we? And it's something from your youth, and it's a, a level of joy and a rush that you get that just doesn't happen to us anymore. And that is the unexpected lift. Oh, yeah. 
You're yeah. standing at a bus stop. Yes. Or you're, or, or you're walking home. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a family member or a mate pulls up alongside. Yeah. Get in, I'll give you a lift. Unbelievable. You're Fuck so right. Fuck me, the, the fucking rush you get when that happens. You're buzzing off it for at least 24 oh. hours afterwards. Aren't you? You're telling people about it. I was buzzing it. when I just remembered it. Yeah, just remembering day. it. It's it's sensational. And what's funny about that is, is that I that is why... I give my daughter more lifts than my wife deems appropriate, right? Right, yeah. Because I, I think it's because I remember exactly what you just described. Yeah. I remember I lived a long way from my school, right? I had a long commute home and it was miserable. It was never a good fucking commute, right? It was always cold and miserable and you off mm. one bus, on another, fucking running the gauntlet of bumping into kids from other school, all the fucking shit, Right. And uh, it was just always horrible commuting. And so occasionally that would happen. And it was, you know what? It was a better buzz. Because now I will occasionally try and, I, I will occasionally drop a surprise lift on my daughter. So if I'm out as and a, about. As, as an adult motorist. Yeah, if I'm out and about doing a bit of adult motorist activity, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I won't go into details, but I might be doing that in the day with my motorist yeah. gloves on, string back. That happens, yeah. Right. Needs to be done, yeah. I will sometimes think, oh, I'll, you know, I'll check the time. I'll realise it's almost chucking out time at school. I'm not mm. far away. And so I will drop her a text and go, I'll meet you, right? And that's fun. But of course, when we were kids, there was no way of communicating that. So of a couple not. of times, no. when my brother, going back to my brother Domo, I mentioned earlier, a couple of times when he first got a car, he turned up and it was unannounced. And that's even better. My big brother in his new car and yeah. I would walk out of school and occasionally a mate would go, isn't that your brother? And I'd be like, shit the bed. He's come to pick yeah. me up. What a geezer. Lift. What a geezer. Yeah. It's an unexpected lift. Fucking great. But yeah, yeah I think I do it for my daughter sometimes. Because because um, you remember how good it feels. Yeah, yeah, my wife sort of. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe my wife didn't get many unexpected lifts. That so, could be what it is. So she's yeah, just not. Childhood, uh, she's it? not aware of the thrill. And so you when she to do, is that to do with her dad being Hungarian? Do you think? Yeah, probably. I I, I was going to say that. I think so. I just yeah. don't think it's the Hungarian way. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. Different cultures. It used to say what's right and what's wrong. It's just the, the way Hungarians that they would probably choose to regard it as being decadent. All I would they? say is to the Hungarians is like, listen, fair enough, you've got your own culture. But I would say to my father-in-law, yeah, but you're here now. You're using our services, our roads, yeah. our hospitals. You tax, you're sending your it. kid to our schools funded by our tax money, mm, right? Yeah. So I would appreciate it if you made a little bit of an effort to assimilate with our culture. Fucking, and part of that in. is the odd surprise lift here and there for the Littlands. <laughs> it's part of what makes this country great. Yeah, exactly. And here's another thing as well. Roast potatoes on a Sunday, don't start trying to have them in the week. Because <laughs> it, it's wrong. You're not, the, if you're a royal, fine. But the rest of us, no. Keep them for Sundays. <sighs> If you were listening to the Melchester Odyssey uh, this week, the IFS one, not the fucking old one that you don't pay for, uh, we were talking about Gary Bertles mm. 
of Nottingham Forest and um, Manchester United fame. Did he go? I think he went to Notts County as well at some point. Maybe, I can't that remember that. That would have sure. been late in his career. Yeah. I'm going to have a quick look. Gary Birtles. Yeah, of course, Gary Birtles follows me on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, he went to Notts County in 87, 87 to 88. Mm. Back to Nottingham Forest after Manchester United. Then to Notts County, then to Grimsby. Um, three caps for England. Anyway, Nigel Adderley, football commentator, friend of the show, got in touch about Gary Bertles. He says, I've worked with Gary Bertles and he's a lovely man. Great. Which I assumed anyway. Yeah, Because he, he follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he says, he signed for Forest straight from non-league. He was part-time and he was working as a carpet fitter. Um, that used to happen quite a bit, didn't mm. it, back then? Players yeah, like Stuart Pearce was a spark, wasn't he? He was he an was. electrician. Yeah. And uh, Chris Waddle was a, a sausage man. A sausage manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A man of sausages. In in, in the brilliantly named um, Durham small town of Tau Law. Tau Law. Tau Law, that's where he was working and playing for. Anyway, Bertle's carpet fitter. Nigel says, a few years ago I was working away with a colleague and his wife called him to say that some rolls of carpet they'd ordered had arrived a month early. <laughs> he lived in the same area as Gary Bertles and was a good mate of his, so he rang him up to ask if he knew anyone from his past who he could book short notice. So Bertles, I know, obviously was still on the carpet fitting scene. He still had contacts. Yeah, he keeps a hand I guess. In. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, something you don't lose, is it? Yeah. yeah. Gary said, don't worry, I've still got me tools and cutters in the garage. Oh. By the end of the day, the whole house had been recarpeted by a double European Cup winner for free. Fucking hell, what a story. What he says, a that story. Is, that is the measure of the man. That so really is an incredible story. Fucking great. Gary Bertles, European Cup winner and carpet fitter. That that Love is it. that is, thank you, Nigel. That is a amazing story. Um it puts me in mind of uh my my good friend Eamon Holmes. His whole family were carpet fitters. His dad was a oh, carpet right. fitter and right. he's got several brothers um and they're all carpet fitters and or they were, I don't know if they still are, but they all went into family business. I think Eamon's the youngest and he, he was useless at carpet fitting and it was like a source of familial shame because it was like carpet fitting was in their blood, right? Yeah. And they all just sort of had a natural knack for it, right? When their dad sort of introduced them to it so they could all carpet fit. And then Eamon came along and he was the sort of a handsome, um, uh, handsome, entertaining one. But he was useless with his hands at fitting carpet and they were absolutely like, oh no, this is actually really shameful that young Eamon can't fit carpet. And so... <laughs> He'll have to go to show business. Exactly. So he, it was it was really... A, it was a source of familial shame that he had to become he's, a... He had to become a journalist, right? And then that... And then that he's morphed... He's fit for nothing. Yeah. And I've met his brothers, right? Uh, that, like, right. his wedding and various different events. And, like, I've got talking because they're a right good bunch of lads from Belfast who write laugh. And, like, I talk to them about Eamon and they piss themselves up. Em, he can't even fit a fucking carpet. <laughs> they still go on about it and bully him about it that he can't fit carpets. And they have got no respect whatsoever for the fact that he became one of Britain's best loved um, <laughs> broadcasters. So I love that. That's yeah. great. 
While we're talking about legends, um, such as carpet fitter Gary Burles and also Raymond Holmes, let's be honest. Failed carpet uh, fitter, Raymond Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email from a regular correspondent on the, on the social media, Little Gurrier. Oh, yeah. familiar with. Another man uh, of he, Ireland. Yeah, he sent us an email. Uh, there's a few bits in it, but this is my favourite bit. He sent us a picture of a bloke that he knows cleaning his car. It's mm. called Joe. And Joe is also known as the Hawk because of his roofing exploits and his ability to spot a loose tile from 100 yards. Oh. Uh, Little Gurrier says he's not a dad on a roof because he's got no kids. But get this, he says. He recently won about four million quid on the Irish lottery. Mm. And he gave it all away to a dozen nieces and nephews. Yeah. Giving them all about a quarter of a million quid each. Wow. He says the only thing, his only indulgence... The only thing he kept a bit of money back for for himself was to get a new hip. <laughs> well, and the rest he gave away to his ne- nephews and nieces. That's what a, that is lovely, but at the same time, what an absolute idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! If I had, oh, I could murder four million quid. I would. I yeah. mean, I might give a bit. I might buy them a treat. I might yeah. get them a toy. A, gra- a grand each, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but fuck giving that yeah. much away. As to any cunt, let alone my fucking nieces and nephews. No way. <laughs> I mean, if my experience of giving them fucking presents at Christmas seminars go by, they'd just look at their feet and go, oh, thanks, and then shuffle off. <laughs> not speak to me again. Quid. Not again to, n- never to speak to me again for the next fucking 12 months. Fuck that. <laughs> that money's mine. <laughs> well, but at the same go. time, lovely, lovely, it's lovely. All about opinions. Yeah. Uh, let's do some predictions before we go. Um, FA Cup weekend. So the random fixture generator is even more random than usual. So it goes: um, Blackburn versus Birmingham. Classic championship fixture, but okay. Uh, I'd say Blackburn two, Birmingham nil. Um, I'll say. Three one to Blackburn. Preston versus Tottenham. Um, I mean, this could be dodgy for Tottenham, couldn't it? Could, it? yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, they'll win two one, Tottenham. I'm gonna say three uh, one Tottenham. Okay. Derby versus West Ham United. Potential banana skin, this one. One all. Uh, I think you'll win it two nil. I'm going, but unfortunately, are you? Unfor- oh yeah, I'm going to Derby, but unfortunately, my premiering dreams have been crushed. No way. Well, because my mate, that. who I'm going, I'm driving. I offered to drive, mm. and my mate, who I'm going with, he he said, "Look, I just can't stay. I've got work." Unfortunately, I'm not a layabout uh-huh. podcaster like you who yeah, makes yeah, his own hours. I'm like, what, what are you going to do? What? What, what? what do you mean? On a Sunday? What, what do you mean? No, it's, what, a, you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Oh, is it? It's on Monday, yeah. It's on Monday night? It's on Monday oh, night. Oh, God. So he's like, that's why I was going to stay over. Sunday. Right. And they're like, oh, what are you going to do that for? What do you mean, work? I go, well, I've got to fucking get back and go. What, you got to go, go into it's it? It's o'clock. You know, you got to go into it. We got a boss. What? What? Like CJ out of Reginald Perry, <laughs> telling you what to do and that. Oh, fair enough. 
Well, can't you just tell him that you're not coming in because you've got to go to the football? Oh, he won't have that. Oh, all right. Just tell Fuck him you're going another day. Yeah, it sounds a bit uptight, but all the, all the, fair enough. And um, he goes, uh, yeah, so he can't. And I said, well, then I was a bit of a cunt. And I went, well, all right, but well, I, I want to stay. Can you get the train back? Oh. And he went, no, because like, I, some, I think it's like the, there's like, the last train. It's one of those situations that you get on away day sometimes. The last train leaves before the fucking game ends. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. And it probably wouldn't fucking run anywhere. Yeah. So, so yeah. I seen the end. I was like, all right, fuck. And he, uh, to be fair, he's also got a little kid and his wife yeah. works. And so I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll fucking drive back. But I'm not happy because yeah. I was, I could almost taste my £10 Premier in breakfast buffet. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, you can just go to any Premier Inn and just pay for the buffet, you know. And I know you can, yeah. But I like the night <laughs> sleep. Wandering off the street. I love the night sleep as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, we're well, touring well, in we'll... April. We're touring in April, so I'll be able to live out some yeah. of my Premier Inn dreams then, won't we? Won't I? Yeah, we should mention that. Tickets are now on general sale to everybody. Mm. Uh, Brighton, London, Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham. Have a look on our Twitter or on our website, tftimemachine.com. All the info, ticket links are all there. Come along. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, they're the best shows April. we've done. The weather will be nicer. They're going to be the best shows we've done because our new format, very nice to everyone's liking. It's loose. It's sexy. It's disco. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Fulham versus Sunderland. I think um, I'm going to go hog wild for a 2-1 winter Sunderland. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. What sort of form are you on? We're doing all right. Yeah, we're like one point off the playoffs. All right, I'm gonna, I'm, st- I'm gonna say two-one uh, to Fulham. Ah, okay. And finally, as Frank Lampard has now left Everton, mm. Everton is now no longer Tory. I'm sure yeah. a lot of their fans will be glad to hear. Yeah. I've just seen on Twitter it's going to be Sean Dyche is taking over. Is that official now? Excellent. The Guardian's reporting it's that first. I'm a bit gutted that official. it's not Bielsa because I would I was going to say if Bielsa took yeah. over from Lampard at Everton that would genuinely be as the car park time yeah. for us. That yeah. is that we haven't done an emergency pod since the Queen died. To me, that is emergency pod That's, territory. That's the car park stuff. Bielsa mm. apparently said he would only take over in the summer. Yeah, because so, he needs time to instill his ideas. That, his, well, I think he always needs a pre-season, doesn't he? To get it, to get his players running relentlessly. Yeah, he needs a I've read all sorts of weird shit with... about him. I, I read once that at Marseille he made them train wearing slippers. Right. Yeah. Be, I mean, Bielsa about... would actually be worth a deep dive at some point. Not a long yeah. one, but a one or two episode deep dive. We've done a lot of stuff yeah, before so. about when he went to look at whose legs did he go to look at? Javier Mascarano's was it? I think it might have been, yeah. He joked. Did, did you, you did that tweet about his his stat man, his data man's currently working in a bar in Camden or something? Really? Did you see that? <laughs> or was it not you that did that? Wasn't Someone else me, must have no. tweeted it. Yeah, his data man is, is working in a bar in Camden waiting for the call. Waiting for the bat signs so to be shone all, into all the all air. His, his, his backroom staff are just working yeah. in normal jobs like, all around the country. And then suddenly he'll send out a signal, Team Bielsa, assemble. Exactly that, yeah. So, Brilliant. I can't wait incredible. to see where he lands. And now, you know, I hope that we still change managers and I've always wanted it to be him. Always, always. Uh, well, so maybe it'll happen it'll in the summer. It'll have to be the summer. Yeah. It'll have to be the summer. Um, I've just randomly picked a match for a result spot this week and it's Bristol City versus West Brom. 
Uh, Bristol City being the home team is going to be his team for this week. And we'll have to. It might be like, have I got news for you with the guest presenters <laughs> instead <laughs> of random team each week? Yeah. We'll have to work something out. Um. I mean, it could be Newcastle United going forward because we had Millwall for a while, didn't we? Which represented yeah. your yeah. nemesis team. And given that Newcastle are owned by the uh, murderous Saudi yeah. state, it feels that that could be a good option. Blood, blood-drenched blood Newcastle United. Yeah. Yeah. Gear-slaying. Mind um, you, there's a, there's a rumour that West Ham might get bought by a Qatari f- fund. Oh, there'll be plenty more of that coming. I think yeah, yeah Manchester United so, have been linked with it as well. Oh, so I better I better keep my powder dry on judging it too much because I'll tell you if we do get bought by a bunch of Qataris, I'll be disappointed. But then if they spend loads of money on loads of good You'll be players, right behind it. I'll be like, "Come on, you irons!" Yeah. Yeah. So what if they got money from like bastards? So what? That ain't better football, is it? Money's money, isn't it? Everyone's got money. It's got to come <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Think about it. We're all mammals. Uh, what? You're just fucking what's jealous. What's that got to do with anything? Yeah, think it. Think on. Uh, I like the idea, just quickly, actually, that Duncan Ferguson has become manager of Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> yes. Because Forest Green yes. Rovers are the most sort of lovely, kind of liberal, cosy little team they're, in they're the Cotswolds. Vegan, aren't they? They're vegan. Yeah. they got this fucking zero-carbon stadium. The like the owner is some sort of fucking millionaire hippie. Uh, yeah. The QPR Terrace legend Castellani has a season ticket there, right? Um, because he lives out there now, and uh, yeah. it's just so funny. This club, it's like the least likely appointment as manager. This fucking <laughs> mental Glaswegian has turned up. I just can't see him living around there. I spend a lot of time in that neck of the woods, and the only word for that area is genteel. That yeah. sums up that part of the fucking well, l- world, right? And Duncan Ferguson <clears throat> is pretty much the opposite of genteel, so I don't know how it's going to work. There was a press conference when he, he got announced yesterday, and apparently they kept asking him questions about veganism and climate change and all that, and he seemed completely bemused. I don't uh, think he'd actually done his due uh, diligence on what the club's was, about. He was sitting there eating a big pork chop raw in the press uh, conference. And then, and then he got his then he got his cock out and pissed on the desk, and then he went out into the car park and inexplicably started just burning some tires. Yeah, like, what's your fucking problem? Stop asking questions. Apparently, the uh, the phrase that he used most in this press conference yesterday was, uh, "I we've all got to do a bit a bit more these days." <laughs> <laughs> I really like, hope that they get scarves with that with that phrase knitted into it. Forest yeah. Green Rovers, hey, we've all got to do our bit. In terms of like put the recycling out, and yeah. things like that. Hey, you know, you're not wrong. No, that's a great I, appointment. I try my yeah. best. I do. I try my best. Sometimes I yeah. walk. Some sometimes instead of getting in the car. <laughs> yeah, that's a great appointment. That and as uh, Neil for Scythe. Uh, it was a brilliant writer um, said on Twitter yesterday Duncan Ferguson legend the game needs more managers who've been arrested for getting in a fight with two fishermen in an Anstruther hotel because they mocked his silk gloves (laughs) (laughs) so much to unpick there (laughs) that's a deep dive that's worthy of a deep dive yeah that one incident (laughs) 
<laughs> Strong Roy Keane vibes. I wonder how Roy Keane and that big dunk get on for go either oh, way. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Duncan Ferguson's probably a, a good history box. Uh, <laughs> Bristol City versus West Brom, then. What do you reckon? Uh, I reckon that this will be 1 0. Yeah, I'll say that as well. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, that's the episode, then. Uh, it's called. For some reason, I've forgotten no Sammy's Tummy Tumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Because that's where my drink goes. When I'm not hydrating, I'm just drinking for leisure. Leisure leisure drinking yeah. is different from hydration. That's what we established, yeah. That's where we started and that's where we'll end. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everyone. And goodbye. Goodbye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 